welcome back to Psyche Life. My name is Miriam Mooney and I'm your host. Um, on the podcast, we talk about all things related to understanding why you are the way you are and what you can do to become the best version of who you can be. If you have been finding the podcast helpful and insightful, please, please, please like, follow, subscribe, leave a review, share with your friends. All that jazz is super helpful in helping to get the word out there. So the more people kind of have access to this important, essential information, tools, resources. Um, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about First We Make the Beast Beautiful. It's a beautiful book by Sarah Wilson about anxiety, which she has struggled with for a very long time. And it shares a combination of personal stories, insights to understanding, tips. Yeah, and just really helping to shift the narrative actually around it. So the title comes from a Chinese, I think, proverb. And it it's, it's it says you know first first we make the beast beautiful so any anything difficult or anything hard to face you know how can we make it beautiful first so so that is in essence what well, what the book is about is is learning from anxiety and what it has to teach us and the beauty of it what is anxiety even um, you know or one of the ways she describes it is it can feel like running on custard and if you stop you'll drown and i think that's a great metaphor for it it, it kind of it feeds on itself too you know you, you can become anxious and then you're anxious about being anxious and it, it's all these thoughts but you, you you're trying to solve them and 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 find the answers and it's not actually when, when you're in it it doesn't actually feel like anxiety is the problem it's the solution <laughs> to your problems the solution to all, all you know all these things going on in your head or the, all these things you need to solve is to think about them but, but it, it, it can get to a stage where it's overwhelming and, and even have like phys- physical effects um as with any any mental health thing or any anything going on with ourselves first thing is normalizing it and being like okay it's it's, it's actually it's okay there's nothing wrong with me i'm not broken i'm a, it's okay to think a lot it's normal to think a lot and she, she actually tells a story about, um, you know, from an evolutionary perspective, the anxious monkeys, they were very necessary. You know, they, they'd stay on the peripheries, they'd be hyper alert, ready in case there, there was a problem or they'd be very sensitive in case there was a, an infection, you know, in the water, a problem, you know, threat coming. So they're the hyper alert, alert monkeys back in uh, back in the day and even today I think you know the anxious people they're 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 or those of us experiencing anxiety you know it, it's this awareness this sensitivity to also the fact that the world we live in isn't made for humans thriving you know the busyness the toxic the toxics it things in our chemical in our chemicals the toxic chemicals in our foods in in our uh, makeup in our toiletries and to the environment, the busyness, the stimulation, the fast pace, the pressure, the all of it. So, so it's looking at it that way is 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 what washes the anxiety communi- communicating with us. And the reality is, it's mass. You know, the rate of anxiety. I think she said is the sixth leading global cause of disability. You know, it's massive. There's mad mad amounts of people experiencing anxiety, and it's it's normalized also. 
and it's difficult because there's no straightforward way to actually diagnose it um which can also like lead to to the thing the self-doubt of you know do I actually have anxiety or am I imagining it or is there something wrong with me why can everyone else cope with life and I can't blah 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 which doesn't help, you know, that those thoughts in itself just, just serve to, to perpetuate the problem. So she, she she talks a lot about, you know, the chemical chemical thing, like everything about it. But, but one of the things I thought was helpful to look at it is it's this, this, this clash between the new brain and the old brain. So the new brain is, is the part that... Um, that that's self-aware that that makes sense out of life that tells stories about the present about the past the future it analyzes and such while the old brain is is very very in the present and very survival and instinctual and it's got you know the fight or flight and what happens is in anxiety there's this strong crossover between the new brain and the old brain where the the making sense out of life triggers the fight or flight mode, so you actually go into this this fight or flight state, um, from 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 what you're thinking, and that, that you know you know that's what happens, um, you know how you feel it in your body, you know the accelerated heart rate, this tightness, this this alertness, this needing to do to to solve to 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 be active in order to 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 get out of the the anxious spiral, um. And that's the thing, you know, anxious people they're, 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 or people who experience anxiety, they're very self-aware and, and that, is the, that is the new brain. Um, and, and almost too much so because, because it is, it's, it, you just, we can go into it a little too deeply. And it really feels like, so the, like it starts with one thought and then triggers all these other thoughts until it becomes this like big big flood this big wave almost like coming up to a dam and exactly it builds up because it comes to this dam but the dam is there and the water keeps coming but there's nowhere for it to go so it's like this pressure right and and then it just gets to the state that there's just so much of it that you can't actually make sense of anymore does that sound familiar i i know i know it, it it does to me um and she, what she, she suggested, like, just a really simple thing of acknowledging the anxiety in itself c- can be helpful because so much of suffering is the resistance to what is happening. So being like, saying, I'm anxious or I'm experiencing anxiety can be soothing. Um, she says it says it helps to reduce the, 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 the level of activity in the amygdala, which, which helps to soothe, soothe the system. Um, and so, so like one of the th- things is, is the activating the, the comfort system, you know, this is like when you get a hug from your parent, you know, that, that part of us that that's soothing and, and that's what helps to avoid anxiety and reduce the, the level of these thoughts. And, and the problem is that, that when you experience a lot of anxiety, you lack this capacity to self-soothe. And so, because what happens when you're, when, when the soothing system is, the comfort system is activated, you know, it releases oct- oxytocin, endorphin, all these feel-good chemicals, which shut down the fight-or-flight system. That's why, you know, as a child, when you're hurt, you run to your mama, she gives you a hug, and, and it calms you down. So one of the ways that we can activate this self-soothing system is through self-compassion. Ta-da! Problem solved, you'd think, huh? But, you know... 
I don't know if anyone who <laughs> experiences anxiety might be aware that it, you know, self-compassion is often easier said than done, right? Just, you know, when you're in these anxious cycles or when you, you just feel like you're broken, you know, being loving towards yourself doesn't necessarily come naturally. And that's a habit you can work on as well. But another way to do that is actually studies show that being compassionate towards others can have the same effect as as showing self-compassion because you're so you're 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 I, I don't know I can't remember the exact signs behind it but yeah so being instead of when you're feeling anxious going and being compassionate to someone else can help can actually help to self-soothe ironically um, other things you know like meditation is is a great one obviously when you're in a anxious moment meditation is totally useless <laughs> you know you're, you're not gonna get too calming you know sometimes sometimes a few deep breaths and stuff can be helpful meditation is more like a practice you practice in you know when you're not anxious to help you navigate the anxious moments more easily um and if you are anxious persons you know having a mantra so something you repeat to yourself a lot can be really helpful to to give your mind something to focus on rather than just silence and which the mind just starts to jump up around like yippee it's a party so having a mantra so whether it's you know just saying breathe in breathe out breathe in breathe out we're saying that to yourself whether it's a sanskrit trap mantra like om mani padme um you know just finding a, a phrase or like i am I am enough, I am good enough, I am worthy enough, I am loved. Just a little mantra you say to yourself as as you meditate. And the point of meditation, of course, is so often thought to be the absence of thoughts. It's not. It's that just that, that thing of, of being with yourself. And it's likely being with yourself involves a lot of thoughts and that's okay. But just coming back to the mantra as often as possible is 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 the process, let's say. Um, other suggestions are for helping is this is this showing compassion towards yourself in the sense of being like okay I understand the fact that you're anxious right now is totally normal considering all this stuff that's going on in your life no wonder you're anxious anxious so even writing what she calls a no bloody wonder <laughs> wonder letter to yourself you know, so be like dear I you know if I was writing it to myself I'd write dear Mirren no bloody wonder you're anxious. This is happening. This is this. This is you know all these things are happening in your life. It's totally normal that you're feeling this way, and it, it is that thing of acceptance, which, as we have established, is helpful. Other things are gratitude. You know, you can't be anxious and grateful at the same time. So whether it's making a list, or or just saying it in your head, listing things you're grateful for, and um. This, you know, it, it releases uh, something, <laughs> either chemicals or hormones or something that helps to soothe anxiety, regulate anxiety. And it also, it starts, it creates this kind of confirmation bias where you, you start looking for, for more things to be grateful for your life because you're used to having that perspective. Next is exercise. So we all know serotonin, dopamine, endorphins, endorphins, <laughs> exercise is so good for us, you should just run all the time, um, no, but, but, like, even, it doesn't have to be hardcore exercise, like, walking is exercise, and actually, like, hardcore exercise can be counterproductive with anxiety, but so gentle exercise, yoga's great, walking's great, um, 
so yeah like studies show that 20 to 30 minutes of walking just five times a week can be as if not more effective as antidepressants which is similar to, to anti-anxiety medication um so yeah go for, going for regular walks it's like just being in nature which actually is 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 my next point nature like studies show like just like gazing out in nature can help to reduce cortisol levels which is what is responsible for stress and anxiety so walking walking spending time in nature you know study shows that people who live in nature are less stressed people who go from the city and go out to live in nature become less stressed you know nature we know is is very soothing soothing for the soul and yeah, other other things are just like anything that that helps to bring you into the present moment. And any activity, you know, it might be cooking, it might be writing, it might be doing yoga, it might be sex, it might be walking. It could, you know, whatever it is that helps to get you out of your head and like focus you. You know, it could be pottery, art, whatever it is, um, that bring you into the present moment. All great things. Ma- massages, dancing, you know finding things and, and figuring out what, what it is for you. And maybe you ha- already have things in your life or things from the past, or maybe you need to try new things to, to, to find something. But yeah, th- things that bring you into, into the present moment, you know? I'm watching, I, I've realized I say you know a lot, so it's something I'm monitoring in myself. It's hard, it's, it's hard, <laughs> but I am learning. So yeah, like like what even, triggers anxiety and why why are why are some some people more anxious prone to anxiety than others um you know there's chemical reasons there's life factor reasons there yeah there can be a build-up it can be all you know a breakdown moment and it everything falls apart and it and it it starts up or it's more likely it's been something that you've experienced all your life it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you and as I said at the beginning it's actually great for it's you know back in the monkeys they were essential the anxious monkeys and today if we would listen to those experiencing anxiety we'd be like okay well what what is causing 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 this reaction and let's freaking do something about it because the way we live today is not good for human (sighs) well-being We, we've we've got to change this guys um yeah and, and the more of us start prioritizing our well-being and normalizing it the more we encourage others also to do this and we create demand for for lifestyles jobs for everything that, that promote this hopefully instead of just promoting money <laughs> money above all else kind of feels that way sometimes right that's the reason why we we work so much and buy so much all in the name of money. I don't know. There's some some something something's a little bit off. Um, but yeah. So so in her book, one of the things, another of the many things. It's a very good book. I re- I really recommend it. But it's it's this that a thing, a, a theme that came up in in interviews with people was that there's this this something else you know that we all yearn for. Does that sound familiar to you? Like this yearning, like something, something's missing. Like this, this, this yearning for something. And what is it? Is it this like maybe a wholer sense of self? Is it like a sense to be true and authentic to yourself? Is it a sense to for life? You know, for life to have meaning, to to make sense, for purpose, 
to, to feel like you're fully alive and, and not sleep, sleep, sleepwalking through life. This, this need for a vibrancy is missing from life and life is just you're sleepwalking through life. Or is a connection, connection to God, to spirit, or, or connection, just connection to the world at large. I, I think, I imagine this is familiar for, for most people, is, is this yearning for, for something, that you, something more, you know, there's, there's got to be more to life than this. And this, this is a common theme for, for so many, and it's worth listening and exploring, okay, well, what is this something else I'm looking for, and, and trying different things that will take you towards finding, to, towards finding it. Um, at the same time, often that that's something more isn't, isn't outside ourselves. It's actually, it's actually inside, in, inside. And when we go around, you know, searching the world, trying things, and then only to realize that what we're looking for is actually this connection with the self or required this, this connection with self to discover what it was, to discover deeper meaning, to discover a deeper connection with others. Because if we can't connect with ourselves, then we're, we're going to struggle to connect with others too. Not that it's absolute, but if you're not connected with yourself, it's difficult to, to even communicate yourself clearly and, and establish those real deep connections with others. So getting to know yourself is daunting as it is. I mean, I think we're mostly terrified of it um, because well, what will we find? And we'd have to face all the hard, uncomfortable truths, our vulnerabilities, our shame, our guilt. <laughs> But there's also so much joy to be found in there, honestly. Um, you know, it's a journey I have dedicated a lot of my life to, and it's worth it. It's uncomfortable and difficult, but in the long term, the level of life satisfaction is, is totally, 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 totally worth it. And tying in with that, that thing of, of searching, searching outward for what's actually lying within is, is that thing is sometimes where we often go looking for the next you know next health self-help books next health alternative healing modality next therapist next pills you know and all these things you know they're helpful but often the, the process can actually imply that there's something fundamentally wrong with you and as long as you're coming at this work from that perspective I mean you'll get there but it's it's a counterproductive perspective to have it you know it's one that I had at the beginning of my journey and when I realized oh my god by by thinking you know by by acting this way I'm thinking that I'm broken and I'm reinforcing the belief that I'm broken and that's counterproductive it was really like just a mind-blowing moment like like oh my god like light bulb moment that's what they call them light bulb ding yeah just realizing actually I'm I'm not broken and it take it takes some time to be like, okay, I'm. I, what if everything, I, everything I need, I already have? You know, what if if I, the answers are inside me? What if I don't need all of these things to fix me? What if I just need to connect with myself and remember and remember that I'm already whole and already healed? That's it. It's it's that remember. It's we're remembering something we've forgotten. We're not fixing something that's broken. Hope that makes sense. Anyway. I, I, it blew my mind <laughs> when I realized it the first time. And then that's the thing, like, you know, with all these self-help things, it can become like an, an addiction. They become like little toys or little, you know, little different different flavors of the month. You're like, ooh, I'm going to try this one. Ooh, I'm going to try this one. And it can almost become like a distraction from actually going inward and facing what's going on with us. And because and that's really 
what we need to do and often like part of anxiety is is avoiding that that the terrifying inner world um and we need to we need to spend time with with ourselves and be like hey you know so i say to myself hey miriam what what's what's going on how are you doing how how's how are you feeling about your current living situation are you comfortable are you good if if not well, you know why not what's going on what we could we do to make it better but what what do you need right now um you know taking that time and having like i i do once a month a bit of a check in and be like okay where am i at what's working for me what's not what 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 do i need to do different also like taking time to be like oh like to assess the things i've accomplished and like on in all you know in all areas of my life not just work wise you know in in my family in my social my self care like just like okay you know look at all you've done you're doing great you're always doing great you're always trying your best and that is all you can do so it's good enough don't forget that that yeah i guess like one of the biggest triggers for anxiety are decisions right and uncertainty and making decisions if you're someone who experiences anxiety making decisions is tough you know what if you make the wrong decision and you have to you go and think through and research and analyze and open 20,000 tabs on safari or or whatever your browser is and just trying to make the perfect perfect decision I do this all the time I'm yeah just just not wanting to make the wrong decision because you know god forbid you make the wrong decision um and it's the uncertainty too that ties in with that the uncertainty is is a big trigger also of, of and trying to calculate you know all, all the possible things that could happen with your decisions um but yeah like there is no wrong decision right and ultimately we 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 won't you know a few years time we won't care we made the wrong decision we will care if we didn't make any decision at all um so yeah like reduce the amount of the decisions you have to make is one technique people do you know have like you know less clothes to wear less have fixed schedules in certain parts of the day you know personally I find that stunts my creativity a little bit but I do I I, you know have a morning ritual and a bedtime ritual you know some entrepreneurs are all about you know having just just one set of clothing so you don't have to or outfit you know many a couple of uh, copies of the same outfit that they wear every day to reduce that decision so it's it's fine those sort of things can, can be can be very helpful uh, and so, some argue that we we are only able to to make a certain amount of decisions in a day, so reducing them is helpful. Personally, I I need spontaneity in my life because that's what fuels fuels my creativity. But yeah, f- figuring out what 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 of those options work for you, you know, flip flip a coin, and flipping a coin is very truth telling. Um, you know, and like flipping a coin and checking in with how you feel before you turn it over, or checking in with it, how you feel with the answer can be can be very telling in in helping to to figure out figure out your decision. Yeah, like ultimately, it is understanding that that there is you know that your anxiety or the anxiety you experience has a purpose. It's communicating something and, and being curious. Okay, what 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 is it trying to communicate? It's you know most likely it's you know maybe something's not working for you, something needs to change, or maybe it's you know you something you 
don't actually want to do that you've committed to it's something you need support with it's or there's imbalances in other parts of your life where maybe you need to slow down so so it's checking in well what what is what is what is this communicating and as I said you know struggle struggle gives give, gives life meaning I've said this on on a, on a different episode um about struggle and giving life meaning but but it does and so also like finding meaning out out of out of anxiety is helpful to to help to move move through it right so so uh, you know as i said the chinese believe that first you need to make the beast beautiful so understanding that you know if you're someone who experiences anxiety it's like it's likely you care a lot it's likely like you're driven you have drive to to do things to accomplish things right it's you know, so so many uh, entrepreneurs uh, experience anxiety. So many creatives are, are prone to to anxiety. You know, anxious people often ha- have have higher IQs. So, so, you know, when when you experience anxiety, it, it's it's likely that there's a lot lot to you as as a person, and these these are signs of, of <laughs> your value. I mean, we we all have value. Um, but, but 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 yeah, I can't remember all of it. But she she does describe how how the the anxious personality is likely to be creative, bold, rich, and deep and purposeful, right? So 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 it's recognizing recognizing that in yourself too, recognizing all the beauty in in who you are, and finding finding meaning, right? Finding meaning in anxiety, figuring out. That it, that it's 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 communicating something to you, and, and what is it communicating to you? And and the reality is like anxiety. If you feel it on a physical level in your body, you know I, I can feel often. Like, I like excitement, you know. And and one of the tricks there is if if you have a lot going on in your life, to think okay, do instead of thinking oh I have too much going on, being like I'm excited. And there's actually a study that they've done that shows that having just that different perspective on it can can make a huge huge difference um yeah it's it's really it's it's welcoming this part of you and and not rejecting it and creating space and softening towards it like it's okay you're welcome you're here being curious about it doing practices like all all the the things I, i suggested right right at the beginning um that help you to ground to be present to to and to to, to make peace 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 with, with this part of you you know and and understanding the gifts of it you know it doesn't often feel like that and it's it's not something you're trying to conquer or get rid of or something bad or broken about you that, that you need to remove you know it's it's a double-edged sword of a gift um because it's, you know, it's a lot sometimes, totally, and there's so many, so many ironies to it. Like being anxious about being anxious, um, you know, or being anxious that our anxious anxiety is neurotic and an imposition on other people. Um, you know, and having solid people can be super helpful for, for someone who experiences anxious anxiety you know people who are like or who will or you know be organize things for them you know and who will make the plans instead of 
leaving leaving us to to overthink think and overthink about it um or the irony you know of, of wanting to be alone but also not wanting to be alone of of needing to solve the problems but getting overwhelmed by it um but yeah it's you know it's common it's like it's a common common experience for so many people and it's a symptom of of the times we live in and it it's learning learning to to live with it to create space for it to love that part of us and to, to at the same time work working towards bring, bringing tools as as previously mentioned that that, that helped help to ground us I feel so very grateful for the teachers and experiences I've had that are what make me who I am today. And it really is a pleasure, a privilege and a blessing to be able to share this with you and to create a community around these important and essential values. If you were touched, moved or found what you heard today helpful, please like, subscribe and share with your friends who you, you think might also enjoy this. Otherwise, if you want more insight, more wisdom, more resources, or to dive deeper yourself, check out my website or my Instagram page. Let's connect. Keep shining your light and I'll see you next time.